Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 142 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. Jacob, today is an exciting day for us. Yeah, of course, it's we, Thursday. <laughs> besides that, we do not get many guests. That's true. And today we have one, huzzah. I mean, granted, it's going to be through Zoom, but well, this is this is the way life is now. Yeah, this is just the way things are done post-2020. Everything's via Zoom now. Great. So we have Che Hawk with us today. He's practically a native of Buffalo, and he is a progressive rap cinema artist. And I can tell you, he is the kind of performer, street promoter that truly every city needs. So uh, Che began performing like the true dedicated performers of our life in the grimy bars. And he was pressing his own material on disc at the age of 18. Oh, that's impressive. That's super impressive. And not only... a lot lot more than I was doing at age 18, let me tell you. I I would believe that, Jacob. (laughs) And not only is he a musical artist, but he is really focused on giving back as well. He's headlined programs through his brand Teamwork for city schools in order to teach the students about what it means to be a true artist in you know myriad capacities. So um, he his album Blues of a Journeyman is approaching its 10 year anniversary. So I'm gonna play a snippet from a song off that album so you get, I think, a better understanding of who Che is. All right. So here is a little bit from his song Ambition. Let's do it. No matter what they tell me, no matter what they tell me, I was gonna be a star. I was gonna be a star. They can see it in my eyes and they know that I'ma go far. Cause, cause I got so much ambition. Yeah, I got so much ambition. Ticket, so I had to get it. Pack my bags, headed down to CT. Go. Little town called Hamden, where I learned quite a lot about me. Naive with a passion. Destiny started asking, so I holler back and I reply. This is the life that I live for. It must complete before my soul just rise. Lord knows I try. Crying so hard till I get it. Got it. Not satisfied until I live it. Go. Talk to my dear friend Spirit. It's all for us, my dude. I know you hear it just catching what the universe throws me i'm still me just advance from this life you see what i plan others call it destiny no one will ever ever get the best of me right it's good huh oh yeah for sure absolutely i I haven't heard it before so i was very much looking forward to hear hear what it sounds like and it sounds pretty awesome yeah you can actually catch that whole album um on youtube and we'll talk more about uh where we can find his things once we get to meet him so we're bringing him in today because as an adult this is very exciting for us he has rediscovered his love of libraries Which, you know, we always want for adults to to come back in if it's been a a long time for them, if maybe they were really acclimated with libraries as children and took some time off. So we want to talk to him, um, find out what he's up to, what sorts of materials are really blowing his hair back lately. So let's let's open up this Zoom and meet Che. So here we are with Che Hawk. Che, it is great to see you. Wonderful to be with you guys. Hey, how's it going? 
Oh, yeah. I guess you two don't know each other. This is Jacob, Jacob, Jameis Hawk. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a feeling we would be on the show today because Michelle told me ahead of time that we had a guest. So. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, okay, Jay, so I have a couple questions for you uh, just to kind of talk about your career, your history in Buffalo. I feel like you are a guy who is never not working on a project. Um, I first met you back in the day. I was I was a young thing, um, <laughs> and I would see you perform shows and was really drawn to your talent. Um, and before Che, you were putting music out as Noble Truth, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. so is there a difference between Noble Truth and Che Hawk music? Oh, absolutely. Um, Noble Truth. That's that's my Cleve Hill spirit when I was in high school. Um, you know, at that time, I was coming up listening to a lot of uh, diggable planets, so I was in touch with my spirit animal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, you know, Noble Truth was just me as a young, eager talent seeking answers, and um, Che Hawk was just my cocoon into myself. So, yeah. Oh, is it like, did you become more comfortable to record under your name, or was it just a different kind of sound? I forgot the decision. It was... Um, we we uh, did a little uh, send off to Noble Truth at Sound Lab back in the day, um, where I where I converged into Che Hawk. But yeah, it was just the maturity, the experiences that I had um, transitioning over into uh, touring and and going from different cities, learning who I was, and you know Noble Truth was just starting to shed, and things were getting reality was getting raw. So so did <laughs> you know. Sure, I get I get that. Where did your musical career come from? Like, do you come from a musical family? Yeah, my uncle, he, he, he's a jazz musician. Uh, oh. My cousin, he, he ran George's music room out in Chicago for, for a minute. I spent some time with him in the summer of like 2005. When I left Buffalo, I had to just make a transition. It wasn't working here, so I had to go elsewhere. And I spent that time with my cousin. My dad, you know, he... He always played music around me, um, and uh, my mom, she, she, she did her, her little thing as well. So, yeah, but um, for me, it was third grade Candy Rain, Candy Rain, So For Real, talent okay. show. Okay. Oh, nice. That's amazing. <laughs> A talent <laughs> show. I love that. That's my first performance. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead, Jacob. So, Going back early in your career, I heard that your uh, your first independent show was at the Showplace uh, in 2003, one of my uh, favorite venues. Is there like a specific place around Buffalo that you like, that it's like your favorite place to perform or you just like all, anywhere they'll put you in, you're like, I'm going to do my best here. It was Sound Lab. I love oh. Sound Lab. Um, rest in peace, Craig Reynolds. He was uh, such a kind spirit and soul to me. You know, he always took care of me and um, you know, that was, I, I call that place home. Um, Canal side is, <laughs> was, was the worst. I've played that. I don't know how many times, no matter. Oh, was, really? What was so bad yeah. about Canal side? I mean, I hated even watching shows at Canal side. <laughs> so no, no, no. It feels like you're, you're playing for politics. It doesn't work that way. You know? I rather, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I could see your point there. You're, you're kind of like in like the, uh, the generic venue of Buffalo when you're playing down at Canal side. So. It's free and people don't really appreciate much. So, That's, you know. That is totally it. That's why I don't really like going to concerts there because the one, I just remember it was like 
everyone is here to literally take pictures of their own faces. <laughs> and it's really blowing my mind. Like, just go elsewhere. I'm trying to, like, jam here. So I always used to get annoyed when you would, like, watch everybody um, fight for spots to put chairs instead of actually paying attention to what's going on on stage. Yeah. that. Uh, well, I mean, no, it's... I, I... I appreciate the opportunity. Don't get me wrong, you know, opening up for those greats, you know, but it just it seemed like a bad blue plug. You know? Yeah, I, pretty much. I'm surprised I didn't make you put on like the bottle costume before you went on stage or something. <laughs> that would have been kind of amazing. If you could pick your, your perfect venue anywhere and maybe like one celebrity person to perform for, do you have an idea of like who that would be or where? Mm. it's tough right i like to drop the ones that people are like thanks for not giving me time to think about anything (laughs) (laughs) i like to go toe-to-toe with lady gaga oh okay that would be a fun show yeah it would be a fun show i was not expecting that one Uh, you know the female male energy i like to do that but um plus you would definitely have the production value you could you could put me in front of anybody. You know, I, I don't mind. I like that. I want that. I need that. I, I miss that. So I feel like the, oh, the yeah. energy of your music too fits a lot of different genres. Like you wouldn't have to open up for a hip hop artist. I you could open for rock, you could open for pop. And that's like that's a really exciting thing with your music, you know. It just it, it appeals to, to so many different people. Um, Lady Gaga is an inspiration because I had a lot of experience to watch her grow as an artist from, oh, from beginning, her beginnings. Yeah. So. Oh, did you know her younger? No, not at all. But but um, uh, my boys, the White Tie Affair, when um, they were coming up, they came up out of the hills, the MTV show, and so did Lady Gaga at that time. And um, I, I had a special lady friend in Brooklyn, and she was a fan of Lady Gaga. And then, you know, I saw the episode where she was on, and then I heard just dance on the radio. And, and then I got the invite to, to you know, um, experience the actual tour, her first tour. So I, I was able to watch what she was doing, and it was very impressive. So, and, and pretty much like her, her Chromatica album, the, the latest project that she dropped, I created a project in 2013 that's currently on ice and that futuristic sound is, is somewhere that i was i was already at 2013 and hopefully we can release that but the vibe is is there you know that type of energy so i really respect her in that role yeah i love that i saw her in concert and i will say the thing i was most surprised by is how tiny she is how is she, she's super short like my sister and i were like wait what that's, I mean, we've seen her on TV. Why does she look like she's like 5'3 or something? That, that, that's why they put those 50-foot screens on both sides of the stage so you could actually see her while you're at the show. <laughs> right, Jacob. <laughs> um, okay, just a couple more questions before we can kind of talk about um, library and, and things like that. Is I also saw a short film that you made. Do you see more films in your future? Yes, absolutely. Um, currently developing a special project um, based on the, the, the homegrown experience that I've had in the Nickel City. Um, I like that. So, yeah, I've been brewing that up for about five years. I was ready to put out. So oh, nice. Together. Um, want to definitely jump right back into the music spirit. So I want to do that in tandem. Okay. Well, just don't forget the library has a green screen. So in case you need like an outer space scene or something like that, like you're on a rocket ship, like this is the place to do it. (laughs) And so my my last question about um, your career and being an artist, um, 
what are some of the obstacles that you run into being an artist from Buffalo and kind of where do you see yourself down the line? No belief. Um, you know, people haven't seen anything happen out of here, so it's not real to them. So mm-hmm. everything that I've been doing feels like it's, it's, it is what it is. But uh, my goal has always been to, to win from within the city um, outward. Um, so that's something that I've just been staying true to certain personal scenarios have kept me, kept me home for a while, but, you know, we're ready to start exploring and and touching other land and, you know, um, but I think the belief system, lack of support, um, the older demo, you know, they, they, uh, I don't know, thanks to COVID things are coming around. They're pushing a little bit forward. So. Thanks. Do you have like, do you have like the same problems in Buffalo that like the sports teams do in attracting new people? Like people just see Buffalo and they're just kind of, they shrug their shoulders and they're like, eh, it's what it what is what it is. If there's room, maybe. Yeah. Well, that, that's affected the city's self-esteem, you know? So, um, and when people hear that there, they think, they think of us as busters and that's, mm-hmm. well, that's just true. Um, so when it comes to the people having the energy to want to support something, how, how can you, how can you, uh, it's like, how can a champion win amongst losers or loser spirit, should I say? So, yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's, that's ownership. They need to, they need to figure that one out. Yeah. We're, we're, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, so. it's pretty much, yeah. Just once you got to get on the right path and fix everything up that way, but you got to start thinking positively first. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got an ice cream flavor for that too. Oh yeah, which, which one is that? Yeah. Uh, literally, I, I hear Kim Pagula smells like vanilla ice cream, and I need to know if that's true. <laughs> that would do well. I think that would do very well. So. That's not the flavor, though. Oh, okay. Flavor is a secret. Right. It's patent pending. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you one ingredient, and that's coconut. Coconut, huh? Oh. Fascinating. I, I mean, I'm into it. I'm gonna, we're going to use this as a riddle for listeners. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be our poll question. It's chocolate and coconut, and there's three more. Chocolate, coconut, and three more. Ooh, that's, well, a, already, that, that's already, a great start. You're off to a great start there. It's I already tell delicious you. to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so obviously here at the podcast, I mean, we are people who believe that libraries are among the most critical forms of social infrastructure that we have. And that they're also one of the more undervalued. So I know that you said you um, had not been to a library for a long time. And then when you kind of came back inside, you know, it, it became a new spot for you to be. So what brought you back to libraries as an adult? Let me ask you, how did you get into the libraries? What brought you to them? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's really funny. So I was a huge supporter of libraries when I was young and a teenager, although I was scared of them, which is legit. So when I first went to a library by myself in West Seneca, oh. I was like, I don't know how this works. And I'm like afraid to ask. So I went to the beginning of fiction in VC Andrews, not appropriate for a young girl, but no, she had all. all of these books in the A's. So I was like, well, if she wrote a lot of books, she must be really good. Oh. So I read almost all of them. It's, it really... That explains so much, actually. I've grown <laughs> from them. But and then I would say, like, like a lot of people, I, I read, but I really didn't visit libraries. Um, and at one point, I was like looking for a, a new change in my life. I had come back from Japan, and I thought I was going to be a teacher, but I was like, no, nah, it's not for me. And my friend was literally like, you like books, and you like looking stuff up. Why don't you be a librarian? And I was like, 
oh yeah. So on that course brought me back into libraries and I was like, I am so agitated that I forgot about this. And I'm like, look at all of this stuff. And I just, it was like movies and books and music um, and so many things. So I know that even if I wasn't a librarian moving forward, I will, libraries will always be such a huge part of my life. That's so. such a better story than me. It's a, I, I was just, I was dating a girl and she worked here. So I was like, hey, I'll start working there too. So I get paid to hang out with my girlfriend. If you knew Jacob better, you would know <laughs> that that is 100% such a Jacob story. What were you listening to? Oh, I was a metal guy. So that didn't help. And he oh, had long oh, hair. Oh, it was like heavy metal and it was like um, your Slayers, your Cannibal Corpses, your Metallicas, your Rob Zombies. I had hair like down to the middle of my back until my like mid, like late 20s. And so. let me just add that when Jacob had long hair at work on lunch every day, this was what I lived for. He would like take it out of the ponytail and he would just brush it at his desk. And we would all just watch and we'd be like, look at those glorious locks of hair. Got, 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 to, do, got to do 25, 25 brushes on each side, man. Got to, got to make sure it's looking good. That's the Marsha Brady, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Thank you for knowing that. Nobody gets that reference. So for you, Che, what brought you back in? Um, you know, it was a time where I was able to spend time with my son there, you know, because it was close to the park, mm -hmm. the park system, and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's free. It's, you know, there's a lot of children that are there. And um, it, it, what really brought me back were the DVD, the DVD opportunity. Oh, oh man, yeah. Man after my own heart right here. <laughs> You know, it was like going back in when, when Blockbuster was the experience. But I could, I could take out at like well, how many titles? Fifteen titles all at once. And oh, it's know. the best. Did, so, did you do? Did you do it the same way that I used to do it, where you would just pick movies by the the cover and just whatever cover looked coolest? Like I'm gonna pick that movie up. Nah, you gotta know what you're picking, man. One hundred percent, you gotta know. I don't have time to waste on a bad movie. <laughs> but you know, the, the display. You know, when you start knowing. You know who you like you know some talent when you see this and that and it's, it's sometimes it's like the dvd finds you and that's, that's true that's been the that's been the beautiful experience because i like the special features i like to learn about what, what i watch so oh yeah i like that too and i feel like i don't do that anymore do you have a With streaming you never see extra stuff no you spend most of your time flicking through all the streaming choices and never picking anything and then you go to bed but and then you're just watching the office again it's basically what ends up happening <laughs> it's a tough life. And, and my personal situation put me in more character where i was on my bike all the time so you know when one library wouldn't have a title that i'm looking for another one would and i would turn into like a you know a nice little race opportunity or go from like a scavenger hunt Oh, nice. And that was cool to just take it to another library that you've never been in and you see that world and every library has its flavor, you know, so. We'll yeah. go into a, we'll go into a controversial topic. Do you have a, uh, a favorite library in Buffalo? Hey, don't, don't ask that. They're all great. I got five. Oh, oh all right. Well, let's five. hear them. Let's hear them. Top five, top five. Yeah. Let's hit it. Top let's five. Hit it. Uh, well, Crane, Crane has my heart. Oh, uh, okay. Debbie Cake. Um, you know, um, I like the, the, I always don't know how to pronounce the one on, on, on Porter, on Porter Ave, the Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, the yes. Gonzalez Library. Um, the, 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 the Merryweather one on Jefferson, you know. That, they, that they library is gorgeous inside. It is. It is. 
It is. It's, it feels like you go into a time warp in that show. Oh, yeah. definitely. Um, and uh, I like the one on Delavan too. So, okay, that's a good. That's a good branch too. The Roy one, but yeah, that's that's that's. Awesome. That's four. We got one more. Come uh, on, give give downtown a shout out. I want it so bad. Didn't I give you guys a shout out, Central? No, Central. There, made the top five. That's all we need. We don't need, we don't need to rank them. We'll just like, hey, we made the top five and move on. <laughs> um, so on the podcast, we we definitely like to talk about books and movies and things that maybe people don't know about that they can come to the library and grab. And we have discussed a few times before on our show about Black history and that, I mean, really, it's too rich to be covered in a mere month, um, you know, as is black literature, but we are always looking to add fresh titles by black authors to people's, you know, to read piles. Um, and we do feel like Black History Month is a great opportunity for people to start and to discover, you know, that there's a lot of really beautiful and unforgettable stories about how black folks live and love and survive. Um, yeah. So our hope, we're hoping that maybe you'll have a couple titles that can help, you know, expand knowledge of the black literary canon or film canon. And maybe people can discover some new richness, yeah. I think, is, is the ultimate goal. Do you have anything that you can recommend to listeners? Well, the, the last black author that I caught from the library was Mr. Curtis 50 Cent Jackson with his latest Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Um, I thought you that love that. Cool. You love him, don't you? I, well, yeah. You know, his, his uh, 50th Law book, being a student of, of the business and the game, was it's my Bible. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 50, definitely. Um, the, the research that I've done on uh, the Colored Musicians Club um, and, and, and the, Grove, the Grosvenor Room in mm -hmm. Central because you really can't take anything out but right. i was able to make prints um from uh, richard mccray he did um an article based on what the culture was back then with the labor unions and and, and music the musicians so um, i really enjoyed that um that's that's all i can really give you right now i mean there's there's a lot i am currently reading and i don't know if, if you guys are familiar with this story but the assassination of fred hampton by jeffrey haas about how the fbi and the chicago police murdered a black panther oh no i did not actually so i think they actually there's a new film out um, Judas and the Black Messiah, which I think is based on the the life, or at least the last year of the life of Fred Hampton. So, oh, is that what that's about? Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure that it is. So, kind of despite all of the controversy at the time surrounding the Black Panther Party and its direction, Fred Hampton was a leader that people followed. And I'm getting from this book, you know, he was just really charismatic and he was really really passionate. So, of course, the government was scared that there was another person in this movement that was becoming the type of leader that Fred was. Um, so he was only 21 when he was uh, killed um, in 1969 by Chicago police during a raid on his apartment that was planned with the FBI. Oh. So, you know, they had explained that um, the, the attorney who wrote the book, this is interviewing people because he was around at that time. And like specifically in lockup, he interviewed um, Fred Hampton's fiance, who was like, oh, Fred was 
sleeping in bed when all of this happened and police came in and they just shot him point blank while he was asleep in bed. Even saying things like, oh, he's still alive. And then being like, oh, he's good and dead now. Well, so it's it's a it's an extremely extraordinary retelling of a really shameful it's history. Good. It's in, good to see that 51 years later, things have advanced so much here in America. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, and it's really frustrating. And I always worry that the people who should be reading these books are not reading these books. Uh, I, but, yeah, I think that's 100% guarantee there. Yeah. Do you, do you find yourself reading things about black history or do you feel that i mean you don't need to <laughs> uh a little bit of both you know when you, when you come up you you learn by default but when it comes to media now it's so cool to be able to tap into youtube and and just you know watch and learn you know everything at your fingertips um i think that the the, the new film uh judas is, is really smart, you know, shout out to the director, Shaka King, you know, just having more young cats that look like me and have had experiences similar, you know, to, to tell these narratives, honestly, you know, with, from the cast to the type of texture that needs, that needs to be reflected. So, um, you know, um, personally, I, I, I've always liked to read self-help books, you know, I can hmm. never get lost in a story you know i i can never i never was really into that i liked watching the story okay but you know when it comes to you know biographies or docs you know i really like to to watch those you know i, li- I like to learn that way i'm a visual learner and that's oh it. nice do you have like a favorite documentary that you've uh, seen recently or favorites are really hard words that i always feel bad when we yeah, use that's true. just anything that kind of sticks in your mind um i mean ava duvernay has been putting out some really great documentaries on netflix um oh wait here's a question did you see any of the small acts films on amazon che no i didn't watch those yet you know i've been i've been dis literally i've been disconnected from the streaming surf Mm -hmm. that's why i've also been connected to the library because i could just do my own uh self-fulfilled learning you know, yeah, you know, definitely. Digging because you know I, I like to surf on the on the internet, but I leave the, the entertainment. You know, like I like to be more in control of that. Sure, <laughs> that, that, that's I, I, mean, I get that. We are kind of like in a realm of we have to watch what is provided. So libraries are good for that because we are ordering. You know, pretty much anything that comes out that we can buy, we are trying yeah. to buy for people aclo- across all genres in subject matters. And it's kind of like, here it is. Take it home. We want you to consume it. And if you have questions or you want more information, you know, we encourage you to come back yeah. and, you know, we can take the journey further. Plus, like Shay uh, mentioned, like if you start watching videos online, you get stuck in the algorithm and then they just kind of tell you what you should watch and they don't really give you your own choice. So it's always better if you could kind of stay offline and do that stuff on your own. It's just self-discipline, knowing who you are in that, you know, because everybody can get lost definitely in that hole, you know. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting for the generations coming up, how they've been connected to that where, you know, obviously our generation, we've had the opportunity to learn and, and, and kind of slowly get into a groove. And, you know, I don't know. It's just interesting times. 
Yeah, I guess that is one way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting it's times. A, I, I, would, I myself would go with horrifying, frustrating, and annoying, but I, I do like the, the more hopeful way that he's looking at But you at keep it. your spirit up, Jacob. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob's, Jacob's true gift is that when you're feeling as terrible as you can and just miserable at everything, he will just sense it. And all of a sudden he's giving you compliments and things where you're like, all right, I guess it's not so bad. He's yeah, good for true. that. Yeah. A lot of times though, I just, Aww. see, and you just, I you, just want to give him a backhand across the face. Oh. He annoys me so much. Um, okay. Let me think on ask an out question and then we can probably kind of wrap it up. What should okay. I uh, Jay, what if I ask you um, about words of wisdom to leave young listeners with? Is there anything like what should people like, like stuff like you didn't know that now you know that you're like, man, oh man, wouldn't this have been helpful a decade ago? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not you, Jacob's just going to talk about wrestling and it's going to be terrible. So. <laughs> The big show well, did you, you sign with what? AEW. I'm going to give this one to Jacob. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Well, we could talk about how... Oh, well, you know, we have the John Moxley versus Kenny Omega match no, coming up. No, absolutely this not. You're not, you're not oh, talking about well, wrestling in any, in, any sense, in any sense at all. I'll probably end up uh, doing a, a few more uh, black history titles but che this was really great um i would definitely would have loved to see you in real life and we could have had like a face-to-face -face, but i appreciate you being a good sport and coming on and doing this for us i appreciate you guys you guys have wonderful energy oh um, thank you that's nice so i want to plug everybody up though that you can I mean, follow uh, Che Hawk's YouTube music channel. There is some, I mean, really, really good stuff. Like, I'm not just saying that this is music that I listen to in my actual life, which I feel like is a good thing. <laughs> you can plug things all day, but it's fantastic. I think if you don't mind, we'll probably take the show out with some of your music too. Does that work for you, Che? It does. Thank you, guys. Oh, no problem. Yeah, Happy to uh, do it. Yeah, so much. So, Jake, again, thanks so much for being on the show, and hopefully we'll see you back in the future. I'll use that green screen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Space scene. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Bye. So that was great, that right? That was awesome, man. Here, look at us getting all professional doing interviews and such. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty great. Yeah, Che, is a, he's a super cool guy. Like, really, he has the kind of energy that's infectious. I mean, yeah, he's honest and got that good energy. Like I said, his music is pretty good. Definitely. See, likes Buffalo, has a top five library choices. What is there not to like? <laughs> it's really true. There's nothing. Um, okay, so we're kind of out of time. Um, again, we brought up quickly the small acts, but I, I recently watched another one of those. The and This one is Lover's Rock. Um, oh, these okay. are the Steve McQueen. He put out like this group of films. This one is like a fictional story at this blues party in 1980. Um, the whole thing is pretty much these youths just dancing um, and discovering this freedom and love in this um, musical reggae sound in London oh. house parties when they were unwelcome in white nightclubs. Um, and it's really, it's great. It's, oh. it's definitely worth checking out. It was really lovely.
Okay, but we are definitely out of time. Let's, uh, when you plug us up, let's take it out on a Jayhawk original. Oh, I like where your head's at. You know, where else you can come check out all the stuff that we talked about today? At one of our libraries. We have 37 branches all over Erie County. Stop on by and say hi. Don't forget to visit our website at www.buffalolib.org so you can check out what we got there, see our um, hours, um, check out the online catalog, all that good stuff. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod so you can see all of our suggestions and what other wackiness we're getting up to these days. I'm old. I go home and do nothing. There's no wackiness. Um, but a few facts. Um, ending Black History Month. Granted, as we've said before, keep checking stuff out. Um, did you know in July of 1777, Vermont became the first colony to ban slavery? Uh, no. I yeah. didn't know that, actually. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, also, how many enslaved people do you think escaped to the north via the Underground Railroad from 1810 to 1850? Uh, 56,542. Solid guess. It is 100,000. Oh, I like how they got it to a nice round number. Well, that's kind of what you want to do. And then this one I found really, really fascinating. Phyllis Wheatley was the first African-American to publish a book of poetry. It's called Poems on Various Subjects, Religious and Moral, in 1773. So now... She was born in Gambia and sold to the Wheatley family in Boston when she was seven years old. She was emancipated shortly after her book was released. Oh. So, like, not even before, I find that fascinating. So she was still in slavery and she got this book out. I hope that she at least got to, like, keep the rights to it or something. I'm sure she didn't, but, um, you know. We can always hope. We can hope. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And, yeah, we will catch you next time. Bye. Captain of my own faith, master of my own soul. Itinerary flight school, just left from a place cold. Fundraising for some good beats, jet setter on the sky streets. Journeyman, yeah, I got blues, a couple songs, and some paid dues.